You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello, welcome back to the Claret and Blue podcast. My name is Dan Rowenson. I'm joined by my colleague, James Rushton. James, how are you, mate? Well, good, thank you. I've had to shut the um, skylight because there's too much light coming in and it will affect the recording. So I've got to get that out in front before someone comments why it's a beautiful day and your skylight shut. I don't know. But you can't see me. Might be a benefit, oh, I don't know, but... Oh, is it a beautiful day, mate? Well, I've got my blind shut for the same reason. It could be the middle of the night for all the viewers. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't matter what time of day it is. This could be coming out at any time. Um, yeah. It's funny you mentioned comments. Perfect segue into this week's episode. We're doing a comments of the week. I think we're probably calling it, but I don't know whether we'll do this weekly. Probably not. Comments of the month, maybe, but kind of a comments catch up. Um, you and me did an episode for the podcast feed a couple of weeks ago that we streamed live on an app called Stereo, where you would talk to each other like a phone call live, and people could send you voice notes in. When you press play, you've got no control over what that person says, so people could come on and go, you're this, you're that, and you press play live to your broadcast. So yeah. we had a little talk, and we said, that's not really appropriate, because fans of other clubs could find that and go, oh, let's just abuse these guys, basically. And we're getting up abusing our own YouTube comments. <laughs> so we wanted to have more fan interaction. We always say at the end of an episode, leave a comment on YouTube, leave an iTunes review, and I don't find the time to reply to them. And from this episode forward, I am going to find more time once a week to go through some comments and read them and favourite them and pin them to the top and all that kind yeah. of stuff that you, that you do on YouTube and, and get involved with this community that we've built. We're doing this recorded. We can pull comments in that have already been written. We can improve what we want to talk about and what we don't. And there's some nonsense in here. There's some stupid things yeah. that I'm going to highlight. But there's no one going to come on and go, James Rushton is a... I've picked out my first one this week. And this was one of my favourites. And unfortunately, I've started with one I can't even show on screen because I went back to screenshot it for this episode. And it had been deleted by whoever left it. So if, if whoever wrote this is out there wants to kind of claim credit for it, maybe they thought it was offensive and they deleted it. Whereas I looked at it and laughed. So I put, so on today's podcast, we've got Chewbacca, Alan Hutton, and Libor Kozak analysing Villa's latest performance, uh, which led me to jump on Photoshop and make this little, little <laughs> number. Uh, far too much time on my hands, to be honest. When you look at those, are, are they fair, do you think? Chewbacca, Alan Hutton, and Libor Kozak? I, I mean, I'll take Chewbacca. That's all right, isn't it? And Lee Ball Kozak's not bad, is it? And he's a good looking guy, right? Hutton's got, you know, I think if I'm not crazy, he's all right, isn't he? He's got like decent, like it's the, the cheekbones are there, yeah. But I think <laughs> like, they all look better than us, which is good. I always think it's a little bit weird when people start like going in on like personal appearance or the sound of your voice or something like that. But at this point, I'm I'm kind of past it. People. If I look like Leibor Kozak, because I've got a big nose and <laughs> so be it, I don't care. Wasn't it Gareth Southgate you got as well? Yeah, again, it's just the nose thing, isn't it? I mean, people, some people say it's not even that big. Some people say, I mean, it is quite big if I turn to the side. Question from Stephen Giles. He says, would you sign Ross Barkley for 30 million in the summer? I think I'd rather have Eduard. It's a little bit like apples and oranges, isn't it? Just because you don't sign Barkley doesn't mean you have to sign Eduard. Different position, different players. Um, but you answer that one first. I feel like I've exhausted my Ross Barkley chat at this point. It operates on a weird like binary. Like you can either you can only ever want Ross Barkley in the team or not want him in the team. There's no like in between. I feel like I'm in between. Like some games he seems a little bit better, sometimes he's not. Sometimes I don't want him starting and he comes off the bench and he's the, the action on the pitch seems to at least slightly improve. You know, over the last few weeks it's been pretty kind of poor, hasn't it? But 
30 million for Ross Barkley is a really, really hard sell, I think. Like, I, I don't know how I'd justify that. There's another comment a little bit further down that I'll just bring in now just because it's it's related. LC Villa says Barkley can say goodbye to the Euros and, and a permanent transfer, which is pretty harsh when it's just written as one sentence, but it's probably fair, isn't it? I don't think it's anywhere near England's Euro squad. A transfer to Villa is a, a difficult one, isn't it? If it's 30 million, yeah, I don't think Villa are getting interested in, or getting involved at, at 30 million. Interestingly, in Stephen's comment, there's eight further replies to, to that that fans were yeah, talking about. Well, on, on the screenshot here, I haven't got the, what the answers were there. I'd assume most people would say that 30 million is too much for him. It's just strange, isn't it? When he first comes in, onto the scene at Villa, we're all going, yeah, just get him in this side. He, he, he makes a difference. Whereas now you look at it and think Grealish is out. This is his opportunity to come in and step up and he's not taking that opportunity. And maybe it's just a little bit of a self-doubt isn't the right thing but if he's thinking I'm going to go to Villa get into the Euros and get my career back on track and now what four or five months into that loan he's thinking Christ I'm nowhere near England I'm nowhere near the Villa starting lineup. it's all gone wrong if that demoralises you a bit as a person it's hard to perform as a footballer yeah it's like that psychological edge and you know it's hard to kind of put yourself there because you know footballers are really highly paid even you know if you're a Villa third choice player you're still going to be earning a lot more than anyone we know you know so I feel like the motivation I think should always be there because you're you're getting paid so much money but we ain't in that position so whatever but with Ross Barkley it does seem like there's a very psychological thing to his role at Villa you've been brought in I'll help you get into the Euro team as long as you perform has the injury other players elsewhere performing he drops off as a COVID break. The momentum is completely gone, not just from him, but Villa as well. And you come back into a team that's very different to, not extremely different, but it's different enough. And, you know, maybe different things are expected of you. And with the results turning, fans can pick on a certain player who's not running enough or doesn't seem to be running enough and, and kind of like lay into them. But that, that's only natural and that, that that's expected. You just got to deal with it. And it doesn't look like Ross Barkley's dealing with the fact that Mm. that promise is going away. But look, it's all on his shoulders. I mean, you can't help the injury. You can't help any recurrence of injuries. And that is a pain. You can't help the COVID outbreak. That is a pain. But you, there, there's something that you have to take into your own hands. And yeah. for me, that, that England place and a permanent transfer, it's still in his own hands. There's only 12 games left. But you run yourself into the ground over these 12 games. Anything can happen. You know, you could change Villa's season from finishing, what, 11th, 12th to to as high as seventh and that's that's on him yeah. so lots to see I'll let you pick the next one mate you take us where you want to go next I want to take one up with you I think uh, from Ryan Smith the woodwork is off target uh, <laughs> is this a, you've had another woodwork because Ollie Watkins I think seven times he's hit the hit the woodwork which to you would be an on target shot which <laughs> it's not it's an off target <laughs> shot but that's more and who scored put this up I think it's more than 65 Teams in Europe. <laughs> the on-target, off-target debate is it's a meme at this point, I'll be honest. Yeah. Anybody watching, oh, it's a hill I'm prepared to die on for the sake of the podcast. <laughs> this wouldn't even be a talking point if I'd have just gone, oh yeah, it's off-target. But still, there's just something in my brain that thinks Ollie Watkins crashing the bar from 25 yards and that being a great effort that we all talk about. We just write it off in the stats and go, yeah, off-target, forget about it, it doesn't matter. But then someone could ping through and dribble past five or six players like Bertrand Troy did and roll it back to the goalkeeper and he just scoops it up in his arms and we go on target. That's what yeah. I was talking about. Do you know what it's I mean? Like a, it's like assists and it? it's like, I remember Conor Harahan kind of like floating in a really nice free kick and it hit like three people's heads. One of them probably being John McGinn and there's tapping and mm. Conor Harahan's done all the work and he yeah, doesn't yeah. get the assist. Yeah. And there is stats that kind of pick that up. I think like XG builds up an XG chain, but 
it doesn't matter because when your manager questions you, Dean Smith didn't go, oh, Jack, we need you to make more key, key chances right. per 90. Need you more involved up in the build-up. He said, need more goals and assists because that's yeah. not, that's a stat you're, you're bought on. And it's not like, you know, you're, you're bought on goals and assists. People care about goals and assists. And assists is like, that's a hell hard on. His assists is a bad stat. People will tweet me now or leave comments saying, mate, it's off target, it's off target. Or someone will hit the post and I'll get tweets saying, oh, it's off target. So I understand how it's treated in the game as being off target. But it's just something in my, my stupid brain that looks at it and thinks, well, that's a better chance than some things that are classed as on target. So why are we not treating the woodwork as a bit more of a weighted stuff? And let's try and move on as best we can, because I already can see the comments <laughs> for this episode going, mate, you're talking rubbish, which is fair. But <laughs> it's, like, no, it's a hill I'm prepared to die on. The film and music says Watkins is great. He works his socks off um, and he's not getting great service. And we've spoken a lot about Ollie Watkins. And again, this almost falls into two camps. Some people look at him and go, he's the best striker we've had since Benteke. Um, and other people say, yeah, he's good, but he's not as good as some people think. First of all, which kind of camp do you fall into? And second of all, do you think he's getting the service that he needs to, to score goals? Yeah, I think the service it, it is one of them annoying things where it's like, oh, yeah, it is a Jack Grealish thing because Jack Grealish is like an output machine. Like, all he is is just pure, pure, pure attacking output. When you have Jack Grealish on the pitch, you're going to create a lot of chances because that is all he does. And that's not saying like we're a one-man team or... That's all, all he's capable of. When you, when he's on the pitch, you're attacking, you're, you're able to attack more. He, teams pay attention to him more than other players. So when he's not there or when he's not clicking with Ollie Watkins, there is a problem because Ollie Watkins' role changes and he's probably forced yeah. to go out wide even more. There's no one in the box to pick up a ball. That's when you get the situation we're in most of the time. But I think for the most part, he has had stuff to feed off and, it is his first season in the Premier League and he has scored a decent amount of goals, probably right now at the level I'd have exactly if you if I'd have made a prediction at the start of the season, he'd be bang on. Like yeah. and it's his first season in the Premier League. There's a lot more to come from him. I think next season it's gonna be outstanding. He probably needs a bit of help, bit of, uh, another striker needs to be brought in just for rotation, just for another option. Yeah. But I think for the most part he's done fine. Some of the decision making can be off, but yeah. Again, first season in the Premier League. I think the, the last game against Wolves got through. I don't know what it looks like from his angle, but from the TV, you lash that. You, it's got. You've got to have a good chance of scoring from there. But he passes across, and mm. he, you know, it goes to nothing. And he's really good at finishing, bar the finishing decision. Sometimes, like sometimes he chooses the worst opportunity to shoot sometimes he chooses the worst opportunity to pass but like he's learning I'm, I love him I think he's great I think uh, he's done exactly as we expected Dan so I can't really really complain every team will look at chances they've had or, or opportunities they've missed and think oh if we'd have scored that if we'd won that we'd have done this and everyone can have that hypothetical situation as we mentioned at the start Ollie Watkins has hit the woodwork seven times I'm not saying that that should be seven more goals mm. but he's, he's come close enough that he could have had seven more he's had a couple of Goals ruled out due to VAR. The West Ham one springs to mind straight away that, that should have stood. So off the top of my head, I can't even think how many he's on, he's on at the moment, but he could have three or four more comfortably and people wouldn't be raising eyebrows going, well, he's way ahead of schedule. You know, he's in the top six for expected goals in the Premier League and that's 12. So he's got 12 expected goals. He's scored 10. Slot the performance. He's had two nicked off him against West Ham and West Brom. Four, you know, awful offside decisions <laughs> or uh, VAR decisions. So... Bang on for me, really bang. You know, he's doing, he's doing the job. He's not performing 
you know, way above expectations or way below expectations in terms of what we think of him. Ollie Watkins is bang on. Move on to another comment. This is from, again, they're all from YouTube, and YouTube brings you the greatest usernames. This one is not Top Cat. It says, agree about the overreaction from some fans. Yes, the second half was poor, but the first half was really positive. Wolves improved a lot in the second half, and we've lost some of the energy in the middle with Stanton off and Barkley on. Looking forward to seeing that midfield with Jack and Matty Cash back. We've talked a little bit about the midfield. How much of a miss has, has Cash been? That's completely true. I think the energy Cash brings, the work rate, the speed the pure yeah. energy of him. Um, Alma's got a wicked cross on, on him, as we know, but there was a, uh, you know, I don't know if he's as tuned in sometimes as, as Matty Cash might be. You know, I think the goal against Sheffield United was infuriating because mm. a lot of that gets pinned on Alma. Um, I think we spoke about it at the time. It was it was a mad one because McGoldrick's run from the midfield and he's popped up at the end and, you know, whose man is that? There's a lot of variation, but the ball goes past Alma. It looks like he's switched off. Would Matty Cash... Cash be uh, switched on at all? Who's to say? But you know, he's the he's the guy for the future, and I think we've really, really enjoyed seeing him play. Villa have done their best with Cash on the pitch. He's high energy, high tempo, and he's everything we want from a fullback. So mm-hmm. yeah, but, you know how much we're praising Target, praising Matty Cash as well. We want that on both sides. So Cash is a big miss for me. Rick Barley said, "Brilliant podcast." So this is uh, after balls. Brilliant podcast. Love the fact that it turned into comedy because there wasn't much to say about the game. You guys are the new more common boys. Oh wow, that's well, high praise, isn't it? Um, first of all, definitely not. <laughs> no, you, it is fun. Like when I tuned in, like there is a part of me where that like, thinks, "Let's talk about the game and just get it over with." But also, directly after the game is also a really bad time to speak about the game because you haven't like processed anything. It's just all floating around in your head. So, like we call it nonsense, but I, it's just fun. Like, <laughs> like it is fun just to be a part of just talking about something that isn't totally villa and yeah. it is for me it's hard to toe the line because people are tuning into you like live to see the game discussion so i always get a bit wary when we sp- i'm speaking about like pork chops or something <laughs> like we did get after sheffield united but we have our own we, we are our own people you know i know we we podcast for a company but we enjoy being ourselves and if we yeah. were to go don't do that this episode it wouldn't be ourselves so yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm not going to sit there and overanalyze a game for the sake of it and think this is a, a post-match podcast. We have to talk about the game. It's 30 minutes of, of pure football analysis and chat because, first of all, that's not, like you said, that's not me anyway. That's not something I would do. Um, I'm not going to pretend to be something that I'm not for the sake of it. If, if there's, you know, obviously when there's, like you said, we can't do, we call it nonsense, but that probably undersells what we do to a degree, by just going, oh, well, we talk rubbish for half an hour after a game. That's not always strictly true. Yeah. We do have a lot of football discussions. We have a lot of football interviews and stuff. This is a predominantly Aston Villa football-related podcast all the time with a little sprinkle of silliness in there. Um, and to to over to sell it as any other way than that, it's, it's just kind of ruling out a lot of the stuff that we do. I would think, and the old days of going to the pub and speaking with your mates and WhatsApp groups and family members and, and whatever else, you don't sit and talk about the game in the, the way that they do on Sky Sports. If, it, if we're talking and we mention something that sparks a, a conversation point that's off football for a minute of a 45-minute episode, I'm not going to go, hang on, let's stop talking about food for a sec. What about Matty <laughs> Cash's Miss here? This is what I've written down in my notes. Because we're yeah. just talking, we're just chatting as, as friends at this point. It's not yeah. about, oh, this is a football podcast, let's not go off topic and let's edit anything out that isn't that, because that wouldn't be normal to me. You know, you, you feed off what you're given, and if the comments are always, and you know, we do enjoy reading every comment and getting the comments, so thank you very much. We wouldn't actually have this 
little show yeah. right now. That, but if you got comments for it, which was all, you know, XG, this, that, stats, tactics, all this, you would be, be inclined to do something different. But because it is like lighthearted, it's there's, you know, it's always a typical like, you know, lads stand up, there's no plan B. What about this? Bring this glad on, bring this. Loved what you said, Dan. Hate that. You know, it, it's all, all kind of that that football kind of subculture and yeah. you're just you're just it's just the natural football subculture it's not like you're trying to be something you're not it's like you're perfectly we're all perfectly on a wavelength with what's going on and what's yeah. not going on which is you know you, you feed off what you get so what we are is because of everyone watching if that makes sense it might be difficult to attract new viewers sometimes if they tune into a post-match villa chat and we're going Oh, Matt Kendrick Bay is in the canal. Uh, <laughs> what are you kicking at now? <laughs> the comments are great. Mark says, didn't Martin or something? or Fossa. And Nathan Castle also says, just switched on and heard you talking about him. We've been linked with. Is he any good? It's <laughs> just, uh, made me laugh. Thanks everyone for this. It's yeah. good for the moment <laughs> and at the time. If you watch that out of context, you go, oh, what? how is this football related? I don't understand. I'm not watching. But to the audience that we've grown and the people that have thankfully supported us over the last two years almost, they understand what we're about. I and mean, I know you can't just make a show to the people that are with you and nobody else because you've got to attract new audience to grow and reach new people and all that kind of thing. But I'm happy doing what we do for the people that watch what we do. I'm not, I don't want to force things for the sake of it and start making stuff that I'm not interested in to try and please other people. I think we like what we're doing and we like that people seem to enjoy it sometimes, most times. So it's, it's, it, for me, it's a winning formula. Like, you know, we're not here. Like, we, we didn't do a COVID episode where it was me and you just bantering about COVID. We got a professor on to yeah. kind of drill the facts into us. So, look, we know what our limits are. That's when we get the experts on. But for the most part, we're pretty comfortable, aren't we? If there was a comment here going, well, I enjoyed this, but maybe you could try that and it was constructive. I'm happy to talk about, about yeah. that. Well. I'm not I'm not scared to just go, oh, well, this guy was negative, so we'll remove that, we'll delete it, we'll ban that guy. And if anyone's watching this who has been banned or had their comments removed, it's for a good reason. It's not just because we disagree with things, it's because you've been whatever. Um so, yeah, I think, like you said, if we're doing this regularly and someone says, oh, can you just change this? Can you change that? Well, people mentioned about the intro music to me a few weeks ago saying, no, yeah. you change it. I don't like it. It's like, well, that's just your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to change it all again for the sake of a couple of comments. But if there's something in there going, oh, your sound quality is poor, you're this, you're that, you said this about a player, you got the stats wrong, you got the information wrong, I'm happy to take that information on board and change. It's just if, when people are being rude or offensive, that's when the, the line gets crossed. Do you want to, do you want to choose a, another comment? Yes, uh, I'll go with Alex Pedler next. Uh, he says, as soon as Dan said that tonight was going to be a routine win, I knew it was an L. You look at bottom of the league, and you, most Villa fans would have said, that, and all the odds would have said that Villa were favourites, we should have won. So to sit there after the fact, having you know that you've lost and gone, oh, us being over positive and going, oh, we should win as, as proved to be our downfall. That's just football predictions, isn't it? You're going to get them wrong sometimes. It's either it's, it's one of three things. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like oh, one of three things like pinched at a whim. It's like, it's all, you know, it's, it doesn't matter. And this is, I love previews. I love writing previews. Previews are my favourite thing to do. But I sat down and thought about it. I was like, you know what? Matches never turn out like how I think they're going to. I like the story of each game. So, yeah, yeah, it never turns out like you think, though. Like, you, or, or sometimes it does. Sometimes, like, you are able to predict things like Chris Wood is going to cause Phyllis some bloody pain today. <laughs> and he does. <laughs> like, you are able to match on some things. But previews are but, uh, not necessarily the previews, it's more sort of prediction. The prediction element is very hard to make. And, there, you know, to some element, stats can help. But 
each match is really its own thing. I think I'll go for Ashby. Some of our fans talk like we are a tin pot club. We are a big club, and our fans need to start acting like we are. It goes it goes both ways for me, this one, Dan. I think you're entitled to your opinion. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. So I think if you think, oh, Villa should settle for 15th, whatever, that's fine. Um, if you think, Villa, no, Villa should be big dog and be number one, that's fine as well. But I think we overestimate our influence. Like we, mm. we aren't involved in this anymore, are we, in football? But we, the only person that, in the podcast that goes to games is, is Ash. So, like, unless he's like shouting from the sidelines and uh, Jim Villaran. Our support has never, it's never meant more because we're away. It's also never meant less. Like, yeah. because we are just not, have, we don't have any impact on it. We don't have any say or we don't have anything, you know, we, we're so far away from from the pitch right now. So, but even if we were on the pitch and cheering them on, does acting like you are the best club in the world, as, as Villa are, as we, we all know Villa are, does that help them in any way? I don't know. I think it's it's good to be proud. I'm not saying you shouldn't be proud, but yeah. just having that expectation help, does it have an influence? I don't know. We do this podcast. We put our opinions out there. People watch us. People share theirs and we react back to theirs. That's what this episode is. All the stuff we do in Facebook Live, people are reacting live and we're going through things as and when they come through. If you're too far in any direction, someone's got a problem with it somewhere. And you're, I'm entitled to my opinion, you are yours and the viewers listening to this are entitled to theirs. You've got to find a middle ground but without losing your genuine opinion. Because I don't want to say things for the sake of saying them and you have to stand by what you believe in. But it's a, you're at risk of being caught out one way or the other. And the fans yeah. that react to that are, are also the same. Because if I'm positive and go, Villa could finish eighth this year, and people piling going, oh, you're talking rubbish money. If Villa do finish eighth this year, all those other people were then wrong, and then what's the point of anyone giving an opinion ever if you're going to go back and read things after after the fact? We've got to say this because Leeds fans are laughing at us. I think I saw something like that. Yeah. Like, you know what, man? I've been laughed at by Leeds fans all my life, mate. Don't, it, don't, it don't matter. And, um, you know, like they have the same people and fan bases are... are kind of contained they're in their own little like almost like takeaway containers are all separate yeah. and they do the same things it's all the same meal so to say but it's all separate and it, it's own fit only it's only like little bias bubble so like people are saying we're a one-man club it's like who cares like, uh-huh, yeah. if your one man is jack Grealish and he's like literally one of the world's best players who cares <laughs> like yeah. that, that's an amazing thing it's the nature of the beast isn't it we're in a we're, we're in the business of giving our opinion people are going to give theirs back we're never going to agree on stuff because that's just the that's the way of the world, isn't it? We've all got our own opinions and everyone's entitled to theirs and there isn't really such thing as a, a right and wrong. Some people might think that Villa are a big club. Some people, some people might think they're not a big club. Fine. You know, it's very easy to say on a football thing, yes, you're right, no, you're wrong, and take offence at the fact that, or, uh, you know, I'm guilty of being really defensive sometimes as well, but, you know, it's just that, it, it, like you said, it's the nature of the beast and, you know, it's all cordial. Like, I've had some pretty big disagreements with people i've bumped into them in real life and they're like absolutely like the soundest person you'll ever meet and like yeah. don't stop shaking your hand and i like, always want to like talk your ear off and it's like it what happens online doesn't matter in the real world yeah my my one kind of closing point on this is that i'm, I'm aware of people watching this back is that people are going to maybe look at this and this is also a problem that i'm even thinking about what people are going to say and how that's affecting what i'm saying now but people are going to maybe look at it and go, these guys think they're self-important. They think their opinion is right because they're on the podcast and we're not, we're just the ones leaving the comments that we're less important than they are. But I, want sure to, I, want to, I want to stress <laughs> the fact that that is far from the truth as possible. Yeah. People like almost put us up as like, well, they're the podcast people, they're the hosts, they're Claret and Blue, they're, this is their thing. We're down here, they're up there. 
definitely, definitely not true. I don't want this this episode to be all like, well, our opinion's right. We respect everyone else's opinions, but we don't agree with them because this is ours and we're the ones who get to broadcast ours. We're lucky because that's what we get to do. This is our job. This is what we have to do. Yeah. We can't just sit and go, well, Dave says this, Andy says that, Steve says that, Mary says this, and we just sit and do nothing because we're the, we are the episode. People are watching us to hear and consume content about Aston Villa. So we have to offer our opinion as part of the job. We want to get fans involved as much as we can, which is why we do so much stuff live. We can't just go, well, here's a microphone, you come on and speak about it, because then you get people doing things like we did on a live one where they go, oh, so-and-so this, so-and-so that, and we get in yeah. trouble. So it's a fine line between sharing other fans' opinions and getting involved with it, but also not acting important and going, well, so-and-so says this, but he's wrong, and let's all pile in on him, because that's not what this is about either. And I hope that people who watch this and understand what we do know that this isn't just a, well, look at us, everyone. We're so happy that we get to see him talk about our opinions and we don't care about anyone else because that, that isn't true. No, no. Like, we wouldn't have done a comment show if we didn't think... It, we just got to the point where you're like, we have to address these these comments. We have to address the fact that people are talking at us. And I'd love to no... back to them all, but I don't have time to do that. But yeah, it's it's just like, I don't want anyone to think as any kind of, you know, we're, we're condescending or self-important. And, you know, we have to kind of put our face here and, and speak at you which is which is weird yeah. like, we, we don't get to speak to you unless we do something like this which is i hope you i hope you found it a nice experience but yeah it has been a very positive one actually um so the comments yeah. you had are brilliant there's too many and there's too many on the same lines as well which is a frustrating thing because you can't just go over the same thing on, yeah, on yeah. This. but you'd want to address the fact that people you know i think cyberdon blue would be one there's i think another guy cloudy yeah. the chance you, you can't address all the people at the front but devalued you're very valued. From Peter Graham says, thanks, I watch this channel a lot following you from New Zealand, which mental as people the other side of the world uh, tune into the into the podcast. He says, love the Andy Gray interview. Is the only chance you can do one with Big Ron. And we did do one with yeah. Big Ron, but it wasn't a it wasn't a proper podcast. We filmed it in real life, which is mental. That was probably just over a year ago. That was in February time, I think, of, of 2020. Uh, me and Ash went to meet him at his house, lovely house in um, Barnt Green, I think it was. Little dogs running around, lovely, lovely bloke, lots to talk about. And we had kind of 25 minutes with him about the 94 League Cup final. And that went out as a podcast episode, I think. I think we edited it in with Tony Daly. Yeah. It was only like a 20 minute episode. It'd be great to get him on something like this. I don't know whether the technology allows it uh, and speak about his career and his time at Villa and get, get Matt on to, to grill him over his time with Villa. Um, but yeah, we have got some kind of rock big one content on the channel. And I'll link it in the comments or, or whatever below um, to go back and find. But just this is more of a broad one for for interviews as a whole that I wanted to ask you. That's away from the one that the comments come in. Who would be your dream guest of the podcast? We've had a few now. I've tweeted out the Andy Gray one earlier, and this is possibly my favourite one. And I say that a lot. Every new one we do, I'm like, oh, this is a contender for a new favourite. And we've Sorry. had a few names on now, and some that were on like my wish list at one point. So yeah. anyone that we've not spoken to that you're like, oh, I really want them on the podcast. I'll keep it really short. And this is a genuine dream one. Not for the best reasons as well. Um, Tim Randy Shaw. Lerner. There's so much unanswered. Uh, yeah. Randy Lerner would be a good one. Because like... He'd never his, real, I don't think. He wouldn't, no. Because he, I don't think he's that kind of person. But from his writing and stuff, the way he wrote about Villa in the statements, like yeah, you could well, tell he, he loved, loved the club. But it was just about, not working. About nourishment. Yeah, about yeah. Like the, he, he speaks about... Villa in language that's like hard for me to even as a fan as someone who's born very close to the stadium his family grew up like in Aston <laughs> I find it very hard to even reach that level of language like I love Villa but 
I couldn't speak about like the Battle of Bannockburn, you know, <laughs> and like romantically not so. You know, there is there's an infection there, and I just wanted to get to the bottom of that. I'd love to get to the bottom of what, why, why, <laughs> like you know, the whole thing. Yeah. But it's never going to happen, Dan. And I, I've got to shoot off. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my one, very quickly before you go, mine, O'Neill, for the same reasons. Yeah. So much to say, would never do it. I'd love to get him and Matt on together because I know that they have disagreements, and that'd just be funny <laughs> for the podcast and to edit through. So many stories he'd have, and so many things he could probably put right that fans don't know about, um, which would be which would be re- very insightful as well. But again, never going to happen. But one, I'd, I'd love to see. Do you want me to do a quick outro while you go off and do some proper work? Yeah, yeah. Is that all right? <laughs> yeah, sound right. Like... Right, I'm going to leave this video as well. James Rushton departs from the podcast uh, to go and do some proper work and leaves me on my own. But thank you to everyone who watched along this episode. I don't know whether it's called comments of the week, comments of the month comments catch up maybe i don't know how often we'll do these but we want to try and do them a little bit more regularly and get fans involved as i said since project restart we've done facebook live episodes um for every post-match show that we've done and that allows people to get involved to a certain extent and share their opinions there's loads of comments come through and it's difficult to reply to them all but we try and scan through them and go well, this person's talking about Grealish. we'll weave this into conversation somewhere in between all the nonsense. We also say at the end of every episode, I'm going to say at the end of this one, get involved in YouTube comments, leave iTunes reviews on Spotify or wherever else you can, can get involved. Tweet us at Pod. We'll put it up on screen now as well. Go and follow us. Get involved in the conversation and in the debate. Four reasons like this episode where we can come back and screenshot things and talk about them and mention mention comments and any questions and queries that people have got. It's very easy to say that get involved in Facebook Live. You're not on Facebook for a start. That's an opportunity miss for you. Also, it's difficult to reply back to them YouTube is, they're always there. They're underneath every episode. I can go back to an episode from a year ago and reply to comments if I wanted to. I'm going to try and find more time in my week to reply to comments because this is a little bit of a a nice community feel now. We don't want to say to people, oh, yeah, leave a comment and we just ignore it. And we're just asking you to get involved for the sake of it because there's no point. We read them all. I read every single comment that comes through, even the nasty ones. Um, and I'm going to try my, my hardest to, to actually get back and reply to them. Thanks to everyone who stuck with this longer episode that wasn't strictly football-related or, or match day related Thanks to James, who's now departed to do some some actual work while I uh, faff around and try and re-record this intro. It's weird not doing it live because there's no pressure on me to get this right first time, so I'll keep making mistakes. There's loads of edits in this, like the one you've literally just seen a second ago, because I keep making mistakes. So I'm going to end this as soon as I can. We'll be back after the Newcastle game on Friday evening to hopefully talk about three points for Aston Villa. But until then, thank you very much for watching and up the villa. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode. But until then, up the villa. Up the villa.